What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. Yo, what is going on, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. This is The Show, The Podcast. You know that. You clicked on it. Um, recording... Very late on a Monday night here. Quick turnaround to get this to you beautiful people Tuesday morning. Um, we're going to have a guest next week. We're going to record that early this week. Going to get ahead of the game, which is unlike it how I usually handle this. Uh, but we will have a guest next week. I will reveal that once it is recorded and in the can. Don't want to spoil anything and want to make sure it goes through. Very excited for that guest, however. We're going to have a nice time talking about some MLB The Show um, today, or whenever you're listening to this, could be tomorrow, it could be three days from now, but within this block of time, we are going to talk about Finest again. So, last week we made predictions, I made predictions, um, many of which were wrong, as, as I expected. So, what we're going to do is go through the finest cards that were dropped as part of Team Affinity. We're not going to go through the 97s and 98s. Uh, the 99s uh, are Garrett. The, the 99s that were not part of Team Affinity, Garrett Cole, Denelson, Lamette, and Ronald Acuna Jr. are just okay. I think Lamette is the only actual usable card because of that slider. Garrett Cole seems to get roughed up pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I think like every year, to be perfectly honest. In my experience, Garrett Cole gets roughed up. Could be different for you, but it's not different for me. Uh, and Ronald Acuna Jr. is uh, speed and defense with some pop, but not an in-game card. Uh, I also just never have found success with his swing. But again, personal issue. Um, so where I stand right now on Team Affinity Stage 4. I have unlocked all of the Stage 4 Finest cards. I have locked them all in um, to Prestige then. So I did not quick sell any of them, though I was very tempted to sell Soto at a whopping like 280k when he was uh, when I got him. Uh, but I didn't, because I knew I wanted to use him. So I'll actually, let's do a quick lineup update, actually, because Ish has changed. Um, we'll start a little backwards here. I've taken Nick Castellanos off the bench, and I've added Tim Anderson's finest card. So Castellanos was there for a couple of reasons. One, as a lefty killer. Two, as a third-base platoon mate for George Brett. But now that George Brett is out of the lineup for now because of the lefty-righty split, I really had to be even with that. Tim Anderson's on the bench. 125 first left, 125 first left on contact and power. Vision of 92. He actually gets the nod over Nelson Cruz because Anderson's got better vision, better fielding, and better speed. Just made sense. Um, so he's there catching. I'm taking a little shot here and I'm trying this to find this JT Real Muto. Uh, I was hitting pretty well with Jimmy Fox, but the fielding on this Real Muto card is very, very good. 85 fielding, 91 arm strength, 74 reaction. Plus you can prestige it. Plus for a catcher, he's going to 75 speed, 67 steal. I don't steal bases cause I'm bad at it, but Hey, it's never hurts to have some extra speed on the bases. You know, that's the difference between a double play and a, and a fielder's choice with a runner on first. So, I like that. Um, over at the hot corner, I now have this 99 Machado. He's the best third baseman in the game. I don't care what you say. 
switch hitting 99 Chipper Jones is a switch hitter, sure, but his, his fielding is poo-poo, and I've heard he gets terrible exit velos. This 99 Machado is hands down the best third baseman in the game. I even took Pujols out of the lineup, who I had just gotten for making World Series. This Machado is the truth. I know some people don't like his swing. It's really quick. I think that's why I like it. Um, this Machado's god tier. When you prestige him, he gets perfect 99 fielding, 99 arm strength, 99 reaction. The card is goaded. Absolutely goaded. So, endgame third baseman, my number five hitter right now. Now, in left field, I've put Juan Soto. The, the finest version, obviously. This was tough. I didn't really want to take out Larry Walker, because I love Larry Walker. And his fielding is so good. And his bat is, is fantastic. But God, man, this Soto just rakes. It's stupid. It's one of the best pure-hitting cards in the game. It's unbelievable. 125 contact right, 125 contact left, 125 power left, 119 power right, 100 vision. You really don't even have to prestige this thing, because nothing is going to change. You know, he's going to get plus 3 to power on right, plus 3 to vision. Both of those are going to be marginal differences. His fielding is going to stay silver. His arm strength is going to go to 74. You know, big deal. Reaction's going to go up a little. Speed's going to... Like, it's... The card was designed to be good off the rip. And it's really frickin' good. Um, a couple other changes now. The pitchers, were, in my opinion, were the big wins of this finest uh, team affinity. So, to the bullpen, we've added Nick Anderson, Brad Hand, and Devin Williams. So, Brad Hand replaced the 99 Andrew Miller, who I was getting hit around with. It just uh, I'm not a fan of that Andrew Miller card. This Brad Hand, though, four pitches, gave him a sinker. His four-seam and sinker are kind of similar speeds, which kind of sucks, but he's got good differentials between the four-seam slider and then the curve, which you probably will use the least of his four pitches. Uh, but I've always liked Brad Hand's delivery. He's very smooth, easy to pitch with, not always the most deceptive, and the velocity at only 76 might hurt you, but I like him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a shot. I'm going to roll him out there. Uh, Devin Williams is here. Devin Williams has five pitches, including a sinker and a cutter and a screwball. So, stupid card. Just dumb. Uh, Nick Anderson, jury's kind of out, in my opinion, on him. I still don't know how much I like him. Does have four pitches, including a sinker, but the slider's kind of flat, and the curveball hangs, like like all curveballs do. So we'll see. Uh, if I don't end up liking him, I'll pop Liam Hendricks in there, who I'm not using. Uh, and now in the rotation, this was tough, man. I took out Oral Hershiser for you, Darvish, because if you look at this you, Darvish card and you don't think it's gross, you don't deserve to play this game. This you, Darvish card is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Cutter, slider, four-seam, 12-6 curve, sinker. And he's got great differentials. I have Jacob deGrom. Jacob deGrom is here. He has outlier one. His fastball goes up to 102. It's the only reason I'm going to try him. Otherwise, deGrom cards get lit up. Um... Underutilized pitch on this card that I think you should use more is the two-seamer. Because the four-seam gets up to 102, that 97 on the two-seam is going to throw people off. Not change-up throw people off, but it's deceptive enough because it looks like it's tunneling the same way, but it's a little slower and then it tails off. Use that two-seamer to your advantage. Come up and in on the hands with that two-seamer. I promise you it'll work. Um, so we're going to see how this guy goes. We're going to see. Um, 
I'm not confident, but we're going to try. And then finally, the in my opinion, in my opinion, the best pitcher and maybe top three best finest card they released, Trevor Bauer. Four-seam cutter slider, knuckle curve sinker. The cutter is unreal. It's basically a changeup that moves out instead of down. It's going to be anywhere between like 83 and 86, 87 on that cutter, and it is filth. Knuckle curve has really sharp bite. Actually hasn't hung a bunch for me. That I could just be getting lucky. Uh, 82 control is a little low, but once you prestige it, it'll get up there a little bit. His velo will climb a little bit. He's already got 99 break. Hits per nine, 124. It'll be maxed out 125. This card is stupid. So, must have in all of your rotations. Again, in my opinion. So, this was kind of a teaser of sorts as to the entire stage four. But let's go through what we have here. So, like I said, I have all the players. Um, I have 100% on 11 teams. I've been grinding through the conquests now just because I actually like playing conquest and the packs you get give you so many stubs. I have gained roughly 600,000 stubs since Friday just from ripping packs, um, unlocking cards, the, the team affinity path, you know, the whole nine. So it's worth your time to grind through to the, uh, the conquests. So the Orioles, I predicted Jose Iglesias. I guess I neglected the fact that Anthony Santander had a good year. Sure. Um, 93 fielding, very good, can play all three outfield spots. He has piss-poor contact, a very nice 69 against lefties, um, but he's juiced power. Switch hitter, people seem to like his swing. He's a good BR card for me. Um, you know, he's not going to crack a final outfield, but in BR, it could be very, very good. That's it. Just a sucky card. It's, I mean, straight up. I don't, I'm not a finest hater. I actually think overall they did a very good job with this program. Are there some head scratchers like Xander Bogarts? Sure. Um, but this this card's, in my opinion, is just not usable. Um, so there's that. Uh, let's look at the Yankees. We guessed DJ LeMayhew. We got DJ LeMayhew. Perfect 125-125 contact right left. 108 power against right. Pretty good. Uh, 78 power against left I honestly thought was a little low. Because he is a very well-rounded hitter. Um, you know, you prestige it, it'll get over that 80 threshold. So, not the worst. 119 vision is excellent. 86 fielding, very good. Only a 61 arm, but you're probably playing him at second base. So, like, that's really not a huge deal. Uh, he's not fast <laughs> at all. So, the speed is not great. Um, I can see people using this card. I really can. I probably won't. I just, I don't love his very slow swing. At least I find it slow. Uh, I'm also in love with Corey Seager at second base right now. Um, but this this was one of the, the wins. This is a very good card. A very, very good card. To Tampa, Nick Anderson, the aforementioned, like I said. Don't need to do a ton of talking about him like we just talked about him before. But he does have the 99 break with 98 velo, and then you prestige him. It'll be maxed out 99. He's also got 125s on hits per nine and case per nine. It's a pretty good card. Like I said, not sure if I love the slider that's flat and the curveball that hangs, but we're going to give him a try online. I haven't used him in ranked yet, and we'll see what happens. Um, wrong button. Here we go to the Blue Jays. So I was a little surprised by this. I guessed Hyunjin Ryu. 
Hunjin Ryo ended up getting a 97 or 98 finest, which is fine. But the team affinity player was Lourdes Guriel, who can play a ton of positions, left, second, third, short, right, with gold to diamond fielding, depending on where you put him. Speed is 56, which is not great, but that's fine. Um, and just a balanced hitter. 123 contact right is his best attribute. Not incredible, by no means an L. Uh, some people like his very glitchy swing. I personally am so-so on it. You know, I don't hate it, don't love it. Uh, probably just a BR guy for me. Um, but it is very nice that he plays so many different positions. You could see him at second base in some lineups. I wouldn't be shocked, especially with the dearth of options there. Um, but for me, just not my cup of tea. We're moving on to Chicago, the White Sox. Timmy Anderson, like I talked about before, 125 contact left, 125 power left. Uh, will get a diamond badge in the field once you prestige him. Right now he's at an 84, uh, 84 speed as well. I think they dicked him over on the power versus right at 79, truthfully. Um, I really like Tim Anderson's swing, and that's why he's on my bench. Um, as I also mentioned, the fielding and the speed help out in that regard as a enhancement over Nelson Cruz. But this is a very good card. I just do feel as if the power versus right, you know, if you're going to make these cards, juice them up a little bit. Not unreasonable, but a little bit. I think if you gave me like 85 to 88 power against right that I could prestige above 90, I'd be happy with that. Uh, and then maybe you see him being used. But right now with how good Tatis is, you're not going to see um, Tim Anderson used really. On to Cleveland. The Indians, Shane Bieber. Based on attributes, strictly upon attributes, this is probably the best-looking pitcher in the game. Four-seam knuckle curve cutter slider changeup. 99 break. 88 control. 125 Ks per nine, 120 hits per nine, 120, 112, excuse me, stamina. However, 74 Velo is big yikes. His knuckle curve, slider, and changeup are all essentially the same speed. Cutter is not slow enough. His four-seamer has no zip. This card is very hittable, even though its attributes kick ass. I won't be surprised to see it used, but I will not be using it. I do not think this card is good. At least... How it will play is not good. Like I said, the attributes are astonishing, but it will not play well, in my opinion. We're moving on to Detroit, where we got Heimer Candelario. This guy is one of my favorite BR cards, the silver version anyway. I think I'm hitting like 750 with this BR card, and I've had like 50 at-bats. Like, the card is stupid. Uh, switch hitter with a really glitchy swing. He's a first base primary. Um, I think his silver is actually third base primary, but we do have third base secondary here. 125 contact left, 105 power left. That tracks with his silver card. He does hit lefties better. Pretty usable against righties. 99 contact right, 87 power right. Obviously, those are prestige numbers. They'll go up. Um, 82 field. That'll probably go diamond when you prestige. Uh, not great. But I do. His swing is so good, man. Uh, I won't use him because, like I said, Machado's the endgame third baseman. But this Candelario is probably underrated. I, I think he's good. Kansas City, Salvador Perez. You can make a case that he's the new endgame catcher. Like I told you guys, I'm trying Real Muto right now. 125 contact right, 112 power right. 
88 contact left, 125 power left. So he's pretty spread out in a weird way, those hitting attributes, but he's good. Um, his defense will go diamond when you prestige him, currently at an 84. Uh, he is not fleet of foot, so that's not great. Uh, I just think Real Muto's combination of defense and speed, plus pretty similar, not identical, but pretty similar hitting attributes, make him the play. Um, but let me know what you think. Um, I could see people using this card, absolutely. And I would not judge. Sometimes I judge, but but not with that card. Uh, we got Nelson Cruz on the Twins. Nelson Cruz is the ageless wonder. At 39 years old, the dude gets a card that is just dumb. Um, yeah, are you going to use him in the field? You'd be a lunatic. 67 fielding, does have 95 arm. That makes up for something. But you're never going to use this guy as anything other than a bench bat. 125 contact left, 125 power left. We'll just leave the analysis there. The Angels got David Fletcher, <laughs> who people love. Uh, maybe not the card as the person they love him. Um, nothing to talk about here. He's a diamond fielder who only slaps the ball around. Um, maybe at second base if you want to play him there, I guess. But, you know, just a ho-hum, kind of boring card in my opinion. The A's, Liam Hendricks. The reason I'm not using him right now is because his pitches are very bland. Four-seam slider, curveball, two-seam changeup. Doesn't have any of the meta. Doesn't have particularly high velo. We're talking 97, which is good, but, like, not great. Um, I just I don't know how to feel about this card. I hit his other version very well. But he does have 125 hit NKs per nine. 99 break, 85 control. You can prestige it. Like I said, he might end up getting a shot on my team. Just not right now. The Mariners. We just got the newly crowned rookie of the year in the American League, Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis's swing is a lot of fun. And now he's got 90 fielding with 86 arm strength. This guy in BR is going to be a nightmare. An absolute nightmare. I think that's where he's relegated to. I don't think you see him anywhere but BR. However, glitchy swing. This is a win. This is a good card. Um, the Rangers, we got Lance Lynn, who I will continue to say I don't understand. But four-seam cutter, sinker, curveball, changeup. He's got cutter and a sinker, which is nice. They're basically the same speed, which is not nice. Then his curveball, changeup, his off-speed pitches are also basically the same speeds. Um, not a usable card, in my opinion. Doesn't throw hard enough. Too many pitches are roughly the same speed. You can sit hard stuff pretty much all day and be totally fine. Um, I just don't think he's the play. Not necessarily a bad card. I just don't think he's the play. The Astros. Did you guys hear the trash can? I just knocked on something. Uh, you probably didn't hear it because I have headphones in, but I knocked. Um, we got Kyle Tucker. Who's very well-rounded. Good speed at 83. Good fielding at 88. Good arm at 83. 106 contact right, 94 power right. He does have the reverse platoon split where he has more power against lefties, 102. Probably a glitchy BR guy. But he's very, very well-rounded. Of the of the cards they released, he might be one of the most well-rounded. Doesn't mean he's the best, but he probably meets a lot of thresholds in a lot of categories here. Um, I did really think Brantley was going to get this card. So I'm a little surprised by that. Um, but the, the Kyle Tucker's not, not the worst, not the worst. Uh, and before we get into the National League, we are going to hear from my friends at Thrive Fantasy. 
Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games... Well, you're not playing MLB now, you dumb idiot. You're reading this. Uh, you should update this. Mental note, editing note, update this. To play NFL games on Thrive Fantasy, choose five out of the ten player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under, based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible to win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make some money during this NFL season, Use promo code the show the pod when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy today, and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your very first deposit of $20 or more. A few of you guys have used my code. I just want to say right now, I thoroughly appreciate it. I don't know who you are. I don't need to know who you are, but I do thoroughly appreciate you listening to the show and using my promo code. Uh, like I said, just very much appreciate it. Uh, download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up and win the cash today. Okay, so we're going to talk the National League now. And actually, I am I am parched, so I'm going to take a quick sip of water here. Ah, okay, starting with the Atlanta Braves. Freddie Freeman was the first card they revealed and faced some backlash. The dude is terrible against lefties. Very good against righties. I just don't care for his swing in the least. Um, a lot of people think they did Freddie Freeman dirty. Those people might be right. But guys, we might get his MVP version if he wins MVP. There's no guarantee that they're doing um, end-of-season awards cards. I don't think they've made any mention of that. But maybe that's our chance to get the buff Freddie Freeman. Uh, but right now, he's just not usable in my opinion. Florida Marlins. I was correct in guessing Miguel Rojas. A lot of people thought it would be those pitchers. I just thought Rojas was so good this year. Um, not usable in the game, <laughs> of course. Uh, diamond fielding, 125 contact left. Otherwise, not too much to talk about, really. Um, but he's here. He exists. He's Miguel Rojas. We're going to talk about Los Mets. Jacob deGrom kind of already talked about him a little bit here. He does have the outlier fastball that goes up to 102. What other quirks do we have Anything, uh, workhorse is pretty good. He'll go, he loses energy slowly, uh, excels at limiting home runs. My ass he does, because everybody gets up home runs. Um, knee buckler, that doesn't matter. Oh, he's got a lot of freaking quirks here. Throws an extremely effective changeup, sure. Better when the team is behind? Well, that's good, because I lose a lot, so maybe that'll help me. Uh, and performs better at home. I don't know what the hell that truthfully means. Uh, he's a good card. Give him a shot. Like I said, I don't know if he's endgame just because of the way he traditionally gets hit around. I'm going to give him his fair share. Uh, Real Muto. Let's dive a little deeper into my boy here. Um, dude's good. That's it. We're going to dive deep and say the dude's good. Uh, we already talked about the Nationals and Juan Soto. Look at him one more time. Oof, he is beautiful. Card art is fantastic. By the way, finest card art as a whole, the design is stellar. SDS has done an incredible job. They're graphic designers this year. But I love the Juan Soto pimp job on this card. Um, do we have quirks on Juan Soto? Yes, we do. Wow, we have a ton. Uh, excels at hitting dingers. Rarely misses the ball when swinging. Excels at stealing bases. Yeah, we're going to firmly position him on base. He's not running. Uh, excels at check swinging. Check swing bandits. Performs better playing night games. If you play day games, I don't want to talk to you anyway, so that's fine. Um, performs better when the team is behind. Again, great. I lose a lot. 
hitting breaking balls. That's nice. Yeah, he's a good guard. Use him. Use him, use him, use him. And hope he doesn't kill you on defense. You uh, Darvish. We talked about him a little bit. This was the correct choice. Dude's just very good. Also pitches late in the games and loses energy slowly. Got a crazy sinker baller. Uh, the cutter is a Frisbee. Very good card. Trevor Bauer. We talked about Trevor Bauer. I think he's one of the most comfortable pitchers to pitch with just based on his delivery. Love his delivery. Also loses energy very slowly. He is untouchable with a high K rate. Uh, excels at limiting home runs. Haha. -ha. Very funny. Performs better when the team is behind. My kind of pitcher. The Brewers. Another rookie of the year, Devin Williams. We talked about him. I feel like we're talking about a lot of these National League guys for a second time, so we're going to roll through them here. Pressure cooker. Performs better when there are runners on base. That's great because I let a lot of runners on. Uh, night player. Cool. Performs better when the team is behind. All of these cards are catered to me because I suck. The Pirates. Boy, oh boy. Did they reach for this bullshit. <laughs> I thought it would be Colin Moran. I was wrong. He didn't deserve it. Neither does this guy. Jacob Stallings. He's a catcher if you've never heard of him. He is a stud defender. The defensive You can't argue with the defensive stats. Behind Pudge, he's the second best defensive catcher in the game. But offensively, I don't know where the hell these numbers came from because the dude is not that good. We'll start with the super good. Versus lefties, 125 contact, 112 power. Versus righties, 87-84. That's not good. 75 vision. Vision only matters, you know, so much, but still, 75 is not great. Uh, Discipline 108. Bunting 86. Like, this card is all over the friggin' place. I don't... <laughs> just don't understand. He exists. Let's just let him exist. Uh, no one's gonna use him. Let's just let him be. Over to the Cardinals. Giovanni Gallegos. Another guy I'm considering. Slider, four-seam, change-up, sinker. Doesn't have stellar differentials. The four-seam and the sinker are basically identical, and then the slider and change-up are basically identical. Obviously, movement's different, but the speed's the same. Um... 99 break, 84 velo, 89 control, 124 hits per nine, 122 Ks per nine. You can prestige him. I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about Gallegos overall. I don't like his gold. Um, I have vastly different attributes than this one. Just not my cup of tea. Um, he'll be like my second or third option if the guys I have in there already can't get the job done. A little upset there weren't more lefty relievers. Um, as a quick aside, I know we got the Brad Hand. I was honestly hoping... I knew Devin Williams was going to get the finest, but part of me was hoping Josh Hader would have gotten one, too. Um, just a little upset at that, because I think there are still, other than, like, Crochet, Chapman, Andrew Miller, Brad Hand, some people still use Zach Britton, there aren't a ton of lefty relievers that are, like, worth playing end of the game. Again, in my opinion. To the D-backs. I was right on this one. Zach Allen. Really, really wanted to use him because he's got a very nice pitch mix and a quirky delivery. Four-seam cutter, change-up, knuckle-curve, sinker. Differentials are filth. Just stud. 97 break. 81 velo is where I got hung up, though. And the 85 control coupled with the 78 walks per nine made me very nervous that he's going to walk a bunch of dudes. So I might end up giving him just a shot if I don't like DeGrom. I do want to see what he's all about. I just I think of these stud pitchers that came out, he is the worst one. That doesn't mean he's bad by any stretch. It just means he is the worst, relatively speaking, of the ones that just got released. Again, my opinion. The Rockies, we got another Diamond Trevor story. I didn't think we were going to get another Trevor story, which is why I guessed Raymel Tapia or Herman Marquez. I guess I'm an idiot. Um, 
It's just another Trevor Story. I'm not excited. Diamond defense, he's a very excellent fielder. Speed and stealing are super good at 85 speed, 99 steal. First lefties, he'll rake 123 contact left, 120 power left. Against righties, he's just whatever. Uh, I don't know. Just not, not excited. Uh, not a bad card, just I'm not excited. The Dodgers. A little upset. We got the Mookie, who's deserved a 99 card for a long time. 121 contact right, 125 power right. His fielding is god level. 99 field, 95 arm, 99 accuracy, 99 reaction. He can run, 72 speed. But here's why I didn't want this 99. His lefty stats are bad. Better than Freddie Freeman's, but still not good. 92 contact left, 81 power left. Would have loved if this was the MVP version of his card, which would have been much more balanced. This card is probably still playable because his defense is so good. I have seen people run him out there at second base. Which is fine. I, I just think Corey Seager's too good, in my opinion. But you'll see bets occasionally. Two more here. We're going to San Diego. We already talked about this Machado card a little bit. But I would love to... I, I just want to worship him a little more. Uh, praise this man. This This card is absurd. He might really challenge Freddie Freeman for MVP. Um, what quirks we have? Rarely misses the ball when swinging. Quick reflexes. Yeah, I can, even in the Conquest games, I know they're against the computer on low difficulties. His fielding is so fun. He's such a good fielder at third base. Um, cannon of an arm. He has the cannon quirk. Sniper arm, so he's extremely accurate. Performs better in day games. Ugh. All right, well, he's going to have to deal with playing at night. Um... Excels at hitting fastballs. Hits when the team is behind, thank God. Performs better in the ninth inning or later, that's fine. Excels at driving in a runner from third with less than two outs. I think that's all based on the sword, not the swordsman. But, yeah, he's good. Use him. He should be your third baseman. Finally, we got Car uh, Carl Yastrzemski. Jesus Christ, was this 1960? We got Mike Yastrzemski. Um, I thought it would be Brandon Belt. We did get a different version of Brandon Belt. This Yastrzemski card's good. He's a BR goon. It's the only place you're going to play him. He's got he's got such a glitchy swing that in BR he's going to nuke everything. Um, but pretty good. So, guys, I'm very curious what you think about Finest. Finest was a little divisive in the community. Some people didn't want Finest to be Team Affinity Stage 4. Some people did. Some people didn't like the cards that came out. Some people did. Um, I think... The one thing I take away from Finest. First of all, I love they did the collection. I love they gave us extra cards. I love that they gave us the throwbacks like the Lean Door and the Pat Neshek and the Luis Severino and the other guys I'm not mentioning because I forgot. But they uh, they gave us cards. The Kirby Yates from the event. Um, I love the way they did that. They continue to knock content out of the park as far as giving us options. I think consistency was a problem with Finest. Like, clearly they juiced up Anthony Santander, Heimer Candelario, Jacob Stallings, guys on bad teams, when they didn't clearly juice up Freddie Freeman, who's the MVP, probably, maybe. Um, that was weird. Like, you could argue, holistically, that Jacob Stallings has a better card than Freddie Freeman. And that doesn't make any effing sense. So... I do agree with some of the, I don't want to call it outrage, but backlash, some of the stronger opinions. I do agree. You know, there, there are some inconsistencies here, but let's not, let's not say this is an L. 
It's not. You know, I think they handled Team Affinities great this year. If I could critique something, I'd say maybe Stage 3 came out a little too soon and there was too much time between 3 and 4. Uh, and that impatience led us to believe we were going to get the best cards ever created. And then we got these, which are very good. Some of them are endgame, but they're not like, you know, they're not immortals. They're not juiced up gods. Um, so I just think part of it's our fault. We should have tempered expectations a little more. Um, but hey, they keep giving us content to play with. You can argue all you want about, hey, they started to release God Squad teams too early or players too early. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. But, you know, you get bored with cards. I'm bored with playing Mickey Mantle. That's why I don't use him anymore right now. Um, I was bored of playing, even with Lou Gehrig, who just came out. I just got bored using him. So I'm back to Babe Ruth. Um, gives us options. Variety is good. You will never, ever, 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 ever play against a team that has the same lineup as you. Never. Because there are so many options and so many cards for people to use. And variety is what makes Diamond Dynasty so much better than it was four or five years ago. Even three years ago. So, you won't catch me complaining. I'm thankful for anything I can grind because I do love to grind. I love unlocking players. I love locking in rewards. We're almost probably at the end of the content cycle, guys. This was the last big drop, most likely. It's a little bittersweet, because I do feel as if, even though the gameplay was pretty bad, this, this game has been fantastic. You know, it's gotten me through this pandemic. Um, you know, I moved to a new state about a year ago this week, actually, and just to start a new job. And no one expected COVID to become a thing, obviously. So I lived in a new state by myself, not knowing anybody other than a couple people from work since March. It's a little lonely. Um, so this game just helped me pass the time, gave me something to do. Um, this podcast also that I started in, whenever I started, June maybe, uh, has also helped me pass the time. So this game is, you know, it sounds funny, but it, it's got a little sentimental value to me just because of the, the life situation and all those things. So um, listen, SDS probably is not done. There's probably still a little more content on the way. I guess we get one more inning program, the 11th inning program that just goes on forever as far as rewards. Um, we probably have a few more events left as well. But this podcast ain't going anywhere. You'll catch me all the way rolling into 21. So, guys, that is it for this episode of Rehashing of the Finest Collection. I thoroughly appreciate you listening. Again, if you are some of the people who have used my code for Thrive Fantasy, you have no idea how much it means to me that you guys, one, are listening to my podcast, but two, uh, making me feel special and using my promo code. I hope you guys win big and, uh, you know, hit your boy up with some cash if you guys become billionaires. So that's all for this week. Like I said, probably a guest next week. We'll reveal that on Twitter when I have it locked down. I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at The Show, The Pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show, the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. 
That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Shibit.